So then I went to the, the post office and I was standing in this really, really long line and I was just standing there and you know how you do that thing where you're just like, how many years of my life have I wasted in this line? Well, nobody should ask that question more than yourself yes. <laughs> as the world's most dedicated post office visitor. So there was this guy there and he was uh, just your classic. He was wearing like um, long basketball shorts and Tevas and he had a Bluetooth in and mm. just, just a classic case. Yeah. But he had two kids with him, two little kids who he was completely ignoring. So he was talking on his Bluetooth and doing his post office transaction, and these two little kids were off to the side, and they basically turned to us, and the little kid said, knock, knock, and we all were watching, and his sister said, who's there? And at this point, he had the whole post office attention, because what else are you going to do? They're going to do jokes. They're going to do stand-up in the post office. We're thrilled. I'd pay extra for that. So we're all looking. So knock, knock. His sister says, who's there? And he says, poop. (laughs) And she says, poop who? And he pauses for a minute, and he's got the whole post office. He says, poop fart. (laughs) It was so... Kids and fantasy. (laughs) It was so great. It, like, lifted the spirits of every single person in that post office today. And I just, I almost floated here. Just so on you that ended joke. up, when it was all said and done, on a high point. Mm-hmm. And with a joke that I can use for years to come. Absolutely. Aboard the Little Red Bandwagons, a podcast inspired by a podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. Every Monday, we bring you a recap where we talk about all the closed trail hiking that went on during the previous week of TBTL. But this episode is a Friday clip show where we pick a theme, listen to some clips, and break them down. And joining me today, from Linwood, Washington, it's Our Lady of the Perpetual Girl Scout Cookies, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Anne. How many Girl Scout cookies are still in the garage? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm looking at 12 boxes right now in front of me. <laughs> in case you get hungry during the recording? <laughs> yeah, no, just they're uh, they're uh, all ready to be delivered out. Ah. Um, but I, had, I hadn't eaten any. Um, at all because you know that's a Pandora's box. Once you get right. in, don't break that seal, point. right? <laughs> and then um, Jeremy the other day goes, um, "I have something to show you," and he had a cupboard filled with empty boxes, <laughs> and he's like, "You need to account for these." <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what? Uh, you need to account for these, <laughs> right. my man, <laughs> right?" Oh. That's a hazard of the yeah, job, I guess. Exactly. We can't have nice things. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he was not even. He wasn't even eating the good ones. That's the thing. Like that's the disgrace. What are the bad ones? Well, I mean, there's just ones that are better. You know, right. there's like definitely a hierarchy. Um, he had eaten three boxes of dosi dos. Oh, they're just kind of dry, aren't they? Right. That's true. There are no bad Girl Scout cookies. It's good, better, and best. Exactly. All right. Well, as long as you're not drowning under a box. Yeah. It's almost done. 
next week or this weekend is the last weekend. Oh boy. So excited. <laughs> and would you say this was a successful first year of Girl Scout Cookies? Um, we'll see. I mean, for us it was, but then we just heard from our cookie uh, project manager that we overshot selling or buying. And basically once you have the cookies, you own them. Right. So we might have to get rid of about 20 cases of cookies. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Find Christy on the corner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, keep us updated on how it all goes, because I find the world of Girl Scout cookies to be fascinating. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so on to the show. Uh, as usual, we'll start with a little bit of general discussion. We will play and discuss the TBTL clips. We'll clean some house and tell everybody how they can get involved with the show. Uh, do you like the, the, the topic that I picked tonight, Christy? I love it. Yeah, I, I knew you would. As soon as I saw the topic, I was like, <gasps> because I knew it would be lot gen heavy, which mm-hmm. I love. And I also just love the post office. So I'm excited. <laughs> post office lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was uh, starting to put together some ideas, I was like, I just, I don't have any feeling of what I want to do this month. So I actually got out the giant spreadsheet that has all the uh, archiving forms rolled into it. And I think I just spun the wheel on the mouse and where it landed was Jen talking about the post office. And I said, perfect. That's what we're going to do. Yes. I love it. Because Jen's love affair with the post office is a lifelong relationship. And so there were a surprising, well, maybe not surprising, a surprising number of clips that involved discussions of the post office and how she feels about it. But Christy, you are a post office lover then. Yes. A post office lover. Yep. <laughs> I I mean, I just, I like, I don't know if I love the post office itself as a place, mm-hmm. but I like the thought of it. I like sending mail. I like getting mail. I like stamps. I don't love junk mail. I wish no, we could. no, no. Or bills. Right. <laughs> well, I have everything on auto pay now, so I receive right. zero bills in the mail, <laughs> but it's all that big flap of local coupons and crap that I just go straight into the recycle bin. Does anybody actually pay attention to that stuff? It seems like an enormous waste of money. Yeah, I just put it straight into the into yeah. the recycle. Mm-hmm. But um, they talk about it a little bit in one of these clips about just what a wonderful thing it is to actually receive a piece of mail. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're really good at sending mail to people. <laughs> well, I don't do it as much as I want to. I do think that's one of the, the great things to send somebody a card, but I, I don't think about it very often anymore. And also, like, cards are... Like $4 a piece. So just a yeah. regular old birthday card. That's just to get expensive if you actually try to keep up with people's birthdays. You know what I do? Um, I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with the post office, but with birthday cards, I just get a $5 bill and write happy birthday on it. <laughs> because that's better. That's what they actually want that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. And they'll still have just as warm feelings about you as if you'd sent a whole card. Exactly. Actually, more probably. Probably. 
Yeah. I like the post office too. It's just so convenient because there are post offices everywhere because there have to be. And if I look up a UPS store or a Kinko's or not Kinko's. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's Kinko's and FedEx are uh, combined. Yeah. All right. Um, it just seems like I always have to drive somewhere longer than I should to get to one of those. But there's a post office just down the street from my house, and it's easy. Also, with those Kinkos, I went into one the other day to make a copy of something. Um, it was like, oh, it was actually for Girl Scout cookies. It was little thank you cards for her to give to all of her customers. And it feels like no one works there. So yeah. there's two parts of the store, and no one works in either. <laughs> I just finally ended up doing it all myself on the copy machine, um, which you can do. I mean, they're pretty amazing what you can do. You can drop box, print from Dropbox or your phone or all all sorts of things. But yeah, the, going in there, I don't even know. Does UPS even have stores? I know they used to. I think they do. But I've never found the private mail services to be any better than the post office so any better or any faster or anything so I just stick with the post office yep Uh, I have like two by me I in my old work or probably a couple jobs ago there was one in our building and I loved it and hardly anyone knew that it was there because it wasn't a main branch and they were always threatening to close it and we'd have to write as the building we'd write um, letters of why it should stay open Um, so there was hardly ever a line and I knew all the people that worked in there it was just fun kind of sounds like a dream yeah it was (laughs) a dream you don't even have to leave the building and I yeah and I didn't have to be that annoying person looking through the stamps just right I could just talk to them forever cool well Let's dive into these clips, shall we? Sure. Let's thank the archivists, as usual, the people who made this happen. Uh, I would like to thank myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would like to thank Jack Taylor, the wonderful Jack Taylor. I'd like to thank Martha Zumak. She sends us through your phone sometimes. Thank you, Martha. Bob Stein contributed two clips to this show I love you, Bob, even if Mike insults you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would like to thank Kaylin. And I would also like to say hello to Ada and June, Kaylin's daughters, who are adorable. So thank you to everybody who did the hard work of listening to all those TBTLs. The hard work? Should I phrase it like that? Who did the hard work of listening to all the mm-hmm. old TBTLs so that we could have these clips? You guys are awesome. Uh, let's go into the first clip. This is uh, from pretty early in the show. Well, I guess about a year into the show. It's from January of 2009. And there's a new type of stamp out. And Jen is worried that by using these stamps, she's going to send the wrong messages. Another little thing this week that came along that made um, uh, Jennifer very happy that there's a new stamp. Yes, there's a new stamp. It's coming out. I'm very excited about it. It's to mark the 200th anniversary of the birth of Edgar Allan Poe. Each week, I think, maybe this is going to be the week that Jen bucks the the stereotype of being a grandma. And then you pitch a story like, 
there's a new stamp I'm really excited about. Well, I'm I'm also uh, conflicted about it because, as you know, I specifically choose my stamps for yeah. the purpose of Darth, the letter. You, said, uh, you send your your taxes in with a Darth Vader stamp, mm-hmm. right? Right. And uh, what do you? What are some of the other? What are some of your other stamp choices, like for? people who are getting Oh, if it's, mail. for instance, if it's a, a card to somebody to congratulate them on any, anything to do with love, I like to send an Audrey Hepburn or a Cary Grant mm-hmm. stamp. Um, if it's something at, like this year for Christmas, I they have this wonderful one of this little guy who looks like a little Dr. Seuss guy, like Horton perhaps, carrying a gigantic heart. Mm. Uh, you know, I just, I like to have it fit the occasion. And I feel like Edgar Allan Poe is a little bit confusing to me because I think some people have an idea of him as being very dark and ominous and a murderer. And none of which is true, but he just wrote about such dark themes. And I'm worried that if I put an Edgar Allan Poe stamp on like a letter to a friend, they're going to think I'm sending a message. Yeah, I think that you're pretty safe on that because (laughs) I think you're the only person who's ever considered the stamp being part of the overall message. I mean, other than... I don't feel like you take my stamp choosing at all seriously. Well, one of the things is I am myself at one time was an amateur phlebotomist. Mm-hmm. That's the person that draws blood. What's the... There's a fancy name for stamp collecting. You did not draw blood? Not, not intentionally, but I did... I was in the stamp collecting club in Mrs. Wharton's class in fourth and fifth grade. I had some pretty amazing stamps from Grenada. They were mints. <laughs> so I know. Do you know what a coin collector is called? No. Numismatist. There's something like that for stamp collecting that somebody will somebody'll send in. No, I, I appreciate the stamps, but I just don't think that you need to be too worried about the Edgar Allan Poe. Might that be enough, though, that you would not purchase the Edgar Allan Poe stamps? Because, like, who could you send them to? Well, this is, a, that, I, I guess, like the utility company. You know, like paying my cable bill. I don't have a relationship with them one way or the other, so it's mm-hmm. kind of a neutral thing. Right. There's not somebody in, in central billing at, at Comcast who's going to go, oh, man, she hates us. Yeah, I don't want to send that kind of message. She thinks that we have some kind of mind meld with a raven mm-hmm. or we are have killed someone and buried them, mm-hmm. their heart under the floorboard. I know the what they did. Yeah, the beating of the... I can hear it. The horrible heart. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, well, uh, what's your, where, where are you coming down at then? Are you going to buy the stamps? Just because like you have to have, you have, yeah. you're, you're a collector. Well, I like to have my drawer have lots of different, mm-hmm. you know, choices. And so I'm certainly going to get one book and have it in there for when I need it. And I think we might've landed on it. It's Comcast. That's who it'll be for. Yeah. Didn't somebody send you a bunch of stamps for free? Cruise. Like a, a listener yes. just sent you? Our beloved listener cruise for just to say Merry Christmas. What, who was, what was on those stamps? A grandma? Cause that would, that would actually be telling. <laughs> no, what was on the stamp? Well, what was on the stamp was forever stamps. And as you know, I have kind of, I right. don't believe in forever stamps. But what I do believe in is just using them immediately because I'm not trying to hoard them. And so I've been using She doesn't them. believe in forever stamps because she thinks that it is going to eventually hurt the post office's bottom line. And so anyone who anyone who has uh, forever stamps is is stealing stealing money from the po- that's rightfully owed to the post office. Right. What I don't believe in is buying forever stamps and then holding them for like in 4 years when they're a good deal. I don't believe in that. You don't if believe you buy in... forever stamps you need to use them right now when they're the correct price. Basically, uh you don't believe in using them exactly as they're designed to be used. <laughs> well, I think that the post office got forced into that decision. I think they got forced into a poor business plan because people were so upset about raising the price of stamps, which infuriates me. You can send a letter overnight to, like, Delaware for 42 cents. It's a great deal. Why would you want to? I mean, Delaware? 
I might want to have some things to say to Joe Biden. You don't know. Christy, do you pay attention to what stamp people use? Not what's used on me, but I do not as much as she does. I mean, she puts a lot of thought into this. Mm -hmm. And I love the thought of her having a drawer with lots of different stamps in it. Um, But I do try to be fun. I don't waste I don't waste good stamps on dumb things. I'm just boring. I don't tell Jen, but I have forever stamps. <laughs> That's it. Me too. But it's like I mail something once every four months at this point. So right. uh, why do I need anything fun? I agree with you. I would love a peek in Jen's stamp drawer, but oh I gosh. can't figure it out. She's so against forever stamps, but like her Darth Vader stamps must be really out of date. So does she have to put supplemental postage on there? That seems like it would kind of dilute the message if you had to have additional. Well, maybe she just used them that year and now she has a different evil one. (laughs) Could you use an entire book of Darth Vader stamps? You couldn't if she's just using them for the IRS. Right. That's true. It's only one time a year. I think that's amazing, by the way. I think that's absolutely hilarious. It's the best. (laughs) Now I want Darth Vader stamps. Do you think that people would recognize Edgar Allan Poe on a stamp? It probably prints his name on there. Yeah, and is it, you know how sometimes they'll do um, collections? Mm -hmm. So is it collections of writers or is it a collection of him? Like there will be a raven. Oh. You know, we should have looked that up, I guess. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, It looks like it's just one image. Just a portrait of him. There's not different mm. things. Oh, no, wait. There's a different one. But it's there's a picture of him uh, with a branch behind with the raven sitting on it. It looks like there's some text from the raven. Uh, but hmm. they're all of his face. Yeah, I wouldn't have known who he was. <laughs> if it just was... Him, I'd be like, oh, it's just one of those historical white guys. Like, it could be anyone. Right. Could have been a president. This one is a 42-cent stamp. Is That's not from a year ago, right? I mean, no. from 10 years ago. Well, it must have been. Stamps cut, are stamps more than 42 cents now? Aren't they 49? Oh, I we're terrible know. at this. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we do any kind of research? Okay. True to the spirit of TBTL. Right. I was just going to say stamps. Uh, 2019 postage rate increase. Domestic mailing uh, will increase from 50 cents to 55 cents. Wow. Stamps cost 55 cents? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Interesting. Uh, as of Sunday, January 27th, 2019. Hmm. I mean, as they, Luke will make the point later on, or Jen makes the point in this clip, that's not that bad, which it's just that our expectations is that it would be so ridiculously cheap that we're like, 55 cents to mail a letter? What? Right. It's still a good deal. Yes, exactly. Um, so Jen decides that an appropriate use for the Edgar Allan Poe stamps, because she's not going to not get them, oh, obviously. Of not. It's like, well, why don't you just skip this 
in this series, Jen. But no, that's, of course, that's not a possibility. But she's going to use them for her communication with Comcast, which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, because they're indifferent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they do talk about forever stamps for a while. And her position is that she doesn't like forever stamps because it turns out that it's a bad deal for the post office because you mm-hmm. buy a bunch that are um, 42 cents and then <clears throat> 10 years later, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're still using these cents, these uh, stamps that are 42 cents when you really should be paying 55. Um, <laughs> but as Luke says, that's kind of the point of forever stamps, right? Right. Well, and... Um- I had no idea that hoarding forever stamps was a thing. No. But it is because I Googled it. Really? Yes. Why is that a thing? Like, so people go and buy 200 bucks worth of stamps and then just keep them? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I then guess. I don't know how it works, but people sell different forever stamps on eBay. That's a thing. Really? Wow. I had no idea there was a secondary market for stamps. I know. Well, obviously, we need to put all of our retirement into stamps. Right. <laughs> I just It's such a bad investment because 10 years ago, well, maybe even like 15 years ago, you could have put all of your 401k into stamps thinking this is it. And now everything is online. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know... Even um, junk mail, they get that metered, Mm -hmm. cheap way. So I don't know. I wish that there was a resurgence, but I don't know. So stamps are not our future to. No, we need to find a different future, though. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, my favorite part of this clip was the very end when Jen was talking about how it's only 42 cents to send a letter to Delaware, it looks like, why are you sending things to Delaware? You don't need to send anything to Delaware. And she's like, I might have things to say to Joe Biden. You don't know. (laughs) I know that was my favorite part. (laughs) And I love that she just pulled out Joe Biden. I know. From Delaware. (laughs) That was great. And for all the people who um, probably listened to the show originally and pulled their hair out and the people that listen to the clip now and pulled their hair out. Um, a stamp collector is a philatelist. All that Luke could come up with was phlebotomist and he knew that he was wasn't close. right. Close, Yeah. He was close, right? <laughs> he loves his um, like weird words that he gets to throw around mm-hmm. every his once SAT in a while. His SAT words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loves to surprise and amaze us with the things that he knows. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes he knows them wrong, but that's just fluke. <laughs> Should we go on to the next one? Yes. Okay. Um, this is from March 3rd of 2010. The post office may have to end Saturday deliveries. The uh, Postmaster General citing a uh, huge, huge uh, deficit in the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, is seeking to end Saturday delivery and uh, seeking more control over uh, just the sort of financial uh, situation with the post office, saying that they just can't go on the way that they have been going on because they're losing all this money. As regular listeners to the show know, Flash Andrews, you are a um, devoted fan of the United States Postal Service. You put certain stamps on certain letters, like you put a Darth Vader stamp on the envelope that's going to the IRS. 
Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you do a lot of communicating via the p- specific stamp you've chosen and you oppose forever stamps because you worry that it's a bad deal for the USPS. You love the post office. So is it safe to say that you see this whole thing as a giant not awesome? Yes. Come on! It also, you know, I feel like you have uh, brought up and possibly mocked a lot how I see everything in terms of what it means in the larger sense. Yeah. And I, this just affirms that I've been so right. Like, I, I've just been able to see through all these little things that have happened that the post office is going to die and people are going to be really sorry that yeah. they did not show more respect and use more stamps. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really upset about it just because of what I, I don't care about Saturday delivery. I just think it's the first thing toward the post office is just ultimately, you know, Congress is going to shut it down and we're all going to be dependent upon, you know, UPS and FedEx and not to, I'm not trying to bash on those companies, but they're extremely expensive. Right. And, and it's just, I mean, like the United States Postal Service has always been, one of those things that's like a it's like a, a public utility like it just comes to your house it's no muss no fuss it's reliable it's not like you're dealing with a pri- it's not like you're dealing with comcast like your cable bill it's not a private organization that's even though i guess they are supposed to operate on their own budget it's you like that's one of the things you get as an american you get someone who comes by your house in a blue uniform with a little thing of mace on their belt who takes your mail away every day <laughs> and brings you mail it's part of living in this country that's and it's the awesome part of living in this country Whereas if that goes away, it's somebody from some private company and then you get all that stuff going on and it's going to be kind of a bummer. I really think it is. I think it's really sad. And I I really think that um, this is probably, you know, we're probably going to see the end of the of the United States Postal Service probably in the next 10 years. Well, email's not helping it at all. Um, you know, I mean, the problem, too, is that it's like just the, the, the world is evolving in such a way. I'll say this about uh, traditional. And have you noticed, Jenna, softening in my tone today about the USPS, how I'm agreeing with you on this? I have. I'll tell you why. Because um, a, a number of people, uh, maybe 50 or so people, decided to send in when we did the TBTLathon, decided to send in. Uh, regular U.S. Postal Service checks and some cash and just nice notes um, saying congratulations on the show and, and, and good luck and all that stuff. And I have to say, it became so much fun for Van and I to go to the TBTL PO box and retrieve these little letters. because And a lot of people put in five bucks. Some people put in a dollar or two. It was not even the money. It was just someone took the time to sit down and write a note. It was really moving. I mean, I was feeling a little choked up at times reading through these letters. They came from Japan. They came from all over the place. And the impact of a traditional piece of mail, I kind of had forgotten how, how amazing that is. Um, so I'm kind of on a little, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little mini love affair resurgence in my love for the USPS. And I've had some really amazing experiences on the road. Tens have taken to um, sending me things via general delivery, which I didn't even really know about. But you can just send it, you know, general delivery, Milledgeville. Like I got mittens from the Olympics. Yes. And you've been wearing in ten, your photos. Yeah, I was wearing it on the picture. And a 10 sent me, I got, when I got to New Orleans, there were Christmas cookies waiting for me, a little package of Christmas cookies. Somebody, another 10 sent me stamps. Like I've been getting little packages from 10s via general delivery and whatever little 
little town I'm in. And it, it literally makes me feel so connected. And that's what the mail does. It's a way for us all to connect. I mean, I go every week and send off little things to my nieces and nephews. So they know that I love them and I'm thinking of them. And it's just really sad to me to think of that going away. Well, what do you recommend people do, Jennifer, to try to because I'm, I'm with you on this now. I'm 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 with it. I'm I'm on your team. I, I'm going to personally try to do a little more to help the post. Well, it office. wouldn't kill it. <laughs> it wouldn't kill all of us to send a note to our grandma or our mom or you know something. Send a send a note once a month. It's not going to kill you. And I think if everybody sent an actual card once a month, we could turn this whole thing around. All right. It starts here, guys. It starts Wrong! on March the third, twenty ten. I'm not being I'm not even being sarcastic. Like I think you're right, Flash. I think you know, we have a lot of listeners now and uh if, if all of those people just endeavored to send uh, you know, like a one more piece of mail every month. I think that uh, I think it would really, and the person who gets the mail is going to love it. I I I was saying this uh, a few shows ago, Jen. I don't think you were here, but um, I was I'm confused that the post office is having problems when you every time you go in the post office, there's a line out the freaking door. Like in my neighborhood, I mean, it's crazy. The uh, Columbia City post office is there and and how are you losing money and then i realized oh they're going to take a package to india for you for 40 cents yeah that's that's yeah that's going to be a problem right there they should probably jack the prices up even a little we complain about the price of stamps but honestly it's a good freaking deal it's true thank you see true. I, i've totally come around on this it only took five, i love it 508 shows okay and we have one more year i know Tell Jen's prediction. What do you think? I, well, I thought Jen sure was wrong on that one. But then I looked at your note and I thought, oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. If Trump had his way, he would shut it down today. That's true. He already made some mm-hmm. attacks on the post office, right? Yep. He called, he called them Amazon's delivery boy. <laughs> That's right. Um, that Amazon is screwing them over and that's the reason why there's such a big deficit. Sure. Um, and, um, appointed a task force to look into it. I'm sure they're working hard. Yeah. Well, the, the thing I read was someone who had given him like looked into it and said, no, the reason is because people just aren't mailing letters anymore. Like mm-hmm. that's the reason. So we need to, you need to up the price. And then his actual, um, suggestion was Amazon should run the post office. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but, um, yeah. So if he had his, if it was up to him, it would be canceled before next year. All because he's mad at Jeff Bezos because the Washington mm-hmm. post says things about him that he doesn't like. Yep. Fake news. Oh boy. We are in trouble, people. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, buddy. I hear buddy. Yeah. Hey, stop it. <laughs> I think Jeremy's home, so he's going insane. Oh, okay. Um, So I like that Jen is like, when the post office goes away, you'll all be sorry that you didn't do your part to help mm-hmm. it out. She's like wagging her finger at all of us. Yeah, when it costs $2 to mail mm-hmm. a letter, mm-hmm. no one's going to do it anymore, and we'll all be sad about it. Then everything really will be online. It'll be online or have to go in person, because there's still things that don't believe in online stuff, 
right? That's I mean, there's true. still companies that use fax line, fax machines. <laughs> and those are the same ones that want you to sign something three times and either mail it into them or fax it. Mm-hmm. And that's what will happen. We'll have to get fax machines. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, but then it'll be a lot easier to send Bobby butts. That's true. There's a silver lining for everything. <laughs> send more butts. Well, so Luke um, is really kind of feeling it for the post office because uh, he says that they have been getting notes and, more importantly, money through the mail for the TBTL-a-thon. So he's really started to appreciate it and feel special because he's getting uh, all this communication, which is what we said. It's really nice to to receive actual mail specifically for you in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jen said that she, since she's on the road, she's been getting mail from TENS just labeled general delivery. And I didn't know that this was a thing. I didn't either. That is so cool. It's really cool. And like, should I just go into every city I go to and ask if I have mail? Maybe. Seems weird. I would hope that people would notify her that they're sending her something so she would know to go pick it up. But maybe Jen does just go into every small town post office and ask if they have mail for her. Maybe. And I bet half the time they do. Um, I know that when people are hiking that Pacific Coast Trail or whatever, um, they that you can mail things general delivery. But that's only because of the movie with Reese Witherspoon that I saw. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I do have to add, I'm the one that sent her the Olympic mittens. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Wait, what was that? Was that? That was the like. No, it was Canada. Canada. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So my friend went to Vancouver and I said, find those mittens and bring me some. And then I mailed that because she was putting a call out. Anyone who's seen the mittens, I need them. And and uh, so when I finally got them, I said, where do I send them? And I think it was general delivery, some city. I don't remember where she was at the time. That's so cool of you, Christy. I tried to find the picture because she posted it on the TVTL page of her wearing them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, that's long that's, gone. Yeah. So Jen's plan then is that we all just have to send more mail. Just yep. once a month, send your grandma a note for God's sake and we can save the post office. And uh, Luke says, yeah, that'll work because if all the tens do it, there's so many of us now. Of course, mm-hmm. those were back in the days when they were over counting listeners <laughs> by a long shot. Yeah. Whoopsies. <laughs> but I like this idea. I think we should all do this. Mm -hmm. But we'll talk a little bit more in the next clip about Luke and his thoughts about lines in the post office. (laughs) But he does ask, how can the post office possibly be losing money because there are so many people there whenever he goes? But then he realizes it's because it's so cheap. I mean, you can't actually send something to India for 42 cents, but you can send something to India. Right. And it's not going to break the bank to do it it's not much more than 40 i mean not a box but a letter i don't know maybe a dollar and it's not going to get there the next day but it's going to get there right it's pretty amazing actually well also it's not just because it's cheap it's because of budget cuts they don't have which we learn later which he figures out later Mm -hmm. um 
that's the reason why there's lines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, isn't it a novel thing that, that you can get mail and you love it? Maybe they should get a P.O. box mm-hmm. that they've been threatening mm-hmm. to get for years. Mm-hmm. A P.O. But box, huh? Later on, we find out why Andrew doesn't want to get a P.O. box. <laughs> Well, let's go to the next clip and talk about post office lines. This is from January 3rd of 2011. Um, This is just basically Luke complaining that he had to stand in line at the post office. Uh, Which, you know what, let's actually just get uh, our good friend. I love Jesus, but I drink a little. uh, Jen Flash Andrews on the line, all the way from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hello, Flash. Hi, Luke. Are you about to complain about the post office? Just a little, and I thought you should be here for this because, as we all know, uh, you, you're you pretty much the nation's leading advocate for using the post office and using the U.S. Postal Service. Um, and and the- I'm a tainted juror here because I believe very strongly if you have trouble with the post office, it's your trouble, not the post <laughs> office's trouble. Would you describe yourself as the rur juror? <laughs> yes, exactly. Very rur. <laughs> the rur tainted juror? Um <laughs> So, I know that the post office is in trouble. Uh, we hear about them ending Saturday service. Uh, Jen, you're always uh, telling people they need to buy more stamps. They need to forego the forever stamps because that will deprive the USPS of money long term. And I, I respect that. I've actually been using the post office a lot in the last year because we've been mailing out all these T-shirts from the TBT Elethon. And also, um, we have a P.O. box for the show, so I have to go retrieve the mail and cookies and things that people... And by the way, we eat all of the food you send in. <laughs> a lot of shows won't do that. We're not a lot of shows. We're the show with a death wish. So just <laughs> I'm old bananas, anything, something you find on the street, a half-eaten Abba Zabba. We'll go for it. Just mail it in. I know. I got stuff mailed to me here, general delivery here in Fort Wayne. <laughs> yeah. And I ate it. <laughs> I just figure, like, if you wanted to kill us and you were going to bake it into a cookie and then figure out what the address was to TBTL or the general mail in Fort Wayne for you, all right, fine. You know what? You win. We'll just <laughs> we'll just die. We'll just go ahead and die from your poisoning. But anyway, I've been using the post office uh, more in the last year than I ever have in my life previously. So I feel like I can speak with a small amount of experience when I say they have got to, got to figure out the whole ridiculous line situation. Today, I was uh, coming home from Cairo. I have this um, stuff that I ordered from Amazon.com that right when I ordered it, I realized, oh, I don't actually want to do this. It was for this elaborate speaker system that I was trying to set up. Uh, here in the house. Um, and so I, right when I got it, I said, I'm going to have to mail this back. So I've been carrying it around in the car with me for a few days. And today on the way home, I was like, I'm going to stop off at the post office. And so I went to the one on 23rd, uh, uh, which is down in the kind of like central area of Seattle. And I, I pull up and I get my boxes and I walk in and there is a line going sneaking all the way around that little middle table thing, going all the way back. It would be going out the door, but it's been freezing here. So it was just going into where all the PO boxes are. There was, I'm serious, Jen, the line was probably 70 people long. And I thought, well, clearly this is just a messed up post office. They don't know what they're doing here. This has to be, this has to be unique to this post office. Uh, And so I got in the car and I drove down to the one that's closer to our house Uh, And I got there and they had a line of 80 people. And I don't understand how it is that they can't 
figure out a way to staff up when there are like 80 people in line. And if they want to figure out why people don't want to go to the post office, it could have to do with the fact that there's 80 people in line. Well, you have to understand that they don't have the budget anymore, so they can only staff like two of the ten windows. Have you ever seen a business, though, where you, you almost literally can't get in the door? There are so many customers, and but it's going But today is an exceptional day. I mean, today is the day that everyone is returning their Christmas gifts. Today is like the most popular day. I mean, if you go on Friday at 2 o'clock, nobody wants to go to the post office in the afternoon on a Friday. It will be empty. It will be a ghost town. I don't know about that, because I have been, particularly with this whole T-shirt situation where I've been mailing T-shirts out, still... I go to the post office a lot and at varied times and uh, they're always there is I've never walked into the post office near my house uh, and had it there be less than six people in line. I have never once walked in and just been like right to the front of the line, please. Well, well, that's don't you think that that don't you think that that's a bad? Yes. Uh, don't you think that's a pretty bad plan for them? Or yes, a bad, that is a bad, bad plan. It's not sustainable. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, because what, what comes into my mind when this happens is whatever happens the next time I need to have something shipped or ship something, I got to do whatever it takes to make sure that I don't need to take it physically into a post office because that will be, that will take up six hours of my afternoon. And so I don't know. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to to start the 2011 off with a big uh, complain, but let me just for a moment complain to the post office. Guys, (laughs) seriously, please. Just there's got to be there has to be some kind of a system for this. And I don't know what it is, but the current one is it's broken. People, the system is broken. (laughs) And uh, I guess I just wanted to uh, I wanted to start the new year off in kind of complaining and also talking about something that's incredibly boring. And I think I kind of I think I kind of (laughs) went two for two on that. So um, so I'm pretty proud of that. I like Jen's attitude here is that if you have trouble with the post office, that's your problem. That's not their problem. It's because you've done something wrong. Now, I don't necessarily think that's true because Luke can't control the quote unquote 70 person line, which I find highly dubious, by the way. I don't think he knows how many people 70 is. No. Also, how are you going to go to the post office anytime November to January and not expect a line. Right. It's someone yep. who doesn't usually go to the post office. Because <laughs> that's the only busy times. You mm-hmm. kn- you know that you have to go at the beginning of the day. Yep. In those months. Absolutely. That's the only way to mm-hmm. do them. You do a lot of shipping around Christmas. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Well, I try to do it a little bit. Um, yeah, earlier the day, like you said, and I try to not do it in the last week. Although I think I did send something on the last Friday this past year Mm -hmm. and I had to wait for 15 minutes, but that seems acceptable to me. I've noticed that there's a lot of interesting characters at the post office. Yes. So I'm okay with it. (laughs) Are you talking about the workers or the people that go to mail things? Um, the people that go to mail things, the workers, except for in the building that I was in um, before, always just seem, they just want to get people in and out. Yep. Well, no I nonsense. Would too. They don't want to make more conversation. They got to get through that 70 person line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that uh, they talk about the TBTL PO box and I was like, mm-hmm. see, it can be done. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Luke did a terrible job of maintaining it. And for one reason or another, Andrew doesn't want to take that responsibility on. But I think they should. Mm-hmm. I think that they should have a P.O. box so that people yep. can send them stuff. Well, especially because there's no way to get a hold of them by social media anymore. Well, <laughs> Slack. Now we can go to Slack if we want to. Mm-hmm. Suppose. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> Well, and they only did the P.O. Box because people were sending money, right? Because that's how they did the TBTL-a-thon. Yeah. I think it was, you could send in money or PayPal. Oh, really? You couldn't donate online? I don't think so. I don't think they had like a website like that. Mm. Um, the first one. Sure. Um, because I remember, I think it was la- it was either last year or the year before, Andrew asked me what number TBTL-a-thon they were on. Again? And so I looked up and found the re- the PayPal receipt from the first one. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they should have a P.O. Box because it's really important for fans to feel a connection like that. Because mm-hmm. so many people are so fond of them that people want to send them stuff. Right. I mean, I send you cookies because I mm-hmm. love you, Christy. I know, um, and they're delicious. <laughs> people mm-hmm. want to send poisoned cookies to Luke and Andrew. <laughs> I, I mean, I found out how I can kill them right. now if I need They'll to. Eat cookies. Exactly. <laughs> Just make sure they're vegetarian and have no dairy. Right. Oh, boy, those cheese cookies that I make. <laughs> I'm sure there are cheese cookies, and they're probably delicious. Probably. But back to the line thing. Jen says, well, you just got to go at the right time. And mm-hmm. and Luke's like, I don't believe it, because there's always a line. And Jen is kind of at a loss for words. She's mm-hmm. like, well, that's unfortunate. But I still think that Luke's doing it wrong, because he's obviously going to locations that are way too popular. Mm-hmm. If there's huge long lines, he's got to be like you and find a good one. I have a have good to one, too. Gym. There's one in the neighborhood right outside my office. Uh, the neighborhood is called Dinky Town, which is a name that I love. Mm-hmm. And cute. so I go to the Dinky Town post office and college kids don't mail shit. So there's almost nobody in there. And I just walk nice. right in and take care of it. It is not a problem at all. So Luke just needs to find a different location. I wonder now the Bellingham post office, uh, if that's a busy or if it's like a little more relaxed than a Seattle post oh, office probably. Would be. But again, so then she said, well, of course it's going to be like this the first week of January. And he said, no, but I've been going for the TV telethon. Yeah, but November. Right. Okay. He, yeah. The 1st of November to like the end of January. It's busy in there. Mm-hmm. I th- Hopefully he's he's softened his heart about the post office a little bit. Well, I don't think that he probably really goes much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Since they There's don't a really... have a TBGL PO box and he doesn't have to do any listener gift fulfillment anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah. But um, how... Um, on brand was it that he had bought he had thought that he was going to build a speaker system and paid for it all had it shipped and then decided what am I doing right (laughs) that made me crack up 
and then had it in his car for a few days and then in the middle of the afternoon <laughs> went yeah. to the post office on January 2nd. Yes. <laughs> well, that's another thing is whenever you don't go to the post office after it's been a federal holiday because people who had to go before mm-hmm. had to wait a day. Yep. And a lot of people do get their mail. So that's one thing that made me a little bit sad when Jen was on a recent TBTL. She said she doesn't get mail delivery, which is sad for me, except for that she gets to go into a post office. So she gets to have that interaction, which I'm mm-hmm. sure she loves. Yep. Um, so then there's lots of people that don't have addresses. And th- that's especially in Seattle, that there's a lot of people that have P.O. boxes in the downtown area probably where he was going that don't have addresses or don't have mail delivery systems or service. So they go there and they're in line too. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the post office is awesome. Can I just say that? Yeah. (laughs) You have to find your dinky town. Yep. (laughs) All right. I have a lot of feelings about this next one. Okay. Excellent. (laughs) Let's go to a clip from September 26, 2011. Should living people be on stamps? Big, uh, big postal stories. Uh, there's actually been a lot of big postal stories the last couple of weeks, which is yeah. a very big granny topic. Are you, are you excited by or are you uh, upset by this move by the USPS to try to allow living people on stamps? That's something they've never done before. I don't like it. Wow. Can I get you a shawl <laughs> to wear while you say that? I do not like it at all because living people are fallible because they're human beings and they might do something really, really horrible and then they're on a stamp. I think you have to wait until they die and they die without like molesting anyone <laughs> or killing anyone in a drunk driving accident or saying something racist. But what about like revisionist history? What about like, you know, someone dies and like, let's put Columbus on a stamp and then they're like, but wait a minute, he was a, you know... He killed all these native people with his whatever, you know. So I think even if they're dead, it, it, there's just a possibility that they might turn out to have been. I suppose that's true. But th- but what they did is finite. Like it's it's done and complete. Right. Whatever they've done. We can at least say that. Like it just it just I don't like it. It's like naming your kids after people. I think you'll regret that. Name your kids after people who've already died. And you're absolutely sure that there's not going to come out that they molested their grandkids. What about the possibility that already exists that you can make stamps? You can already make stamps with anything on there you want. That's true. That's so, great. We have a stamp. Remember? Somebody oh yeah. made that stamp of us. Right. So that's why, that's why I knew today. We talked about this on the radio show, and I was like, I think you can make a stamp that's a real stamp with like whatever picture you, you want. And I knew it was somewhere in the back of my brain. It was because, oh, someone made a stamp of us. Well, okay. So right now I'm using um, Gregory Peck stamps. And it's it's super hot too because it's when he won got his Oscar. It looks mm. re- he looks really good. He's he's kind of doing his whole Atticus thing. Yeah. And um, I just can't imagine if it was Jack Black. Like, you know, if I went down to the to the post office and the stamp for this month was Jack Black, I just no. If that it was Jack Black School of Rock, that would be kind of awesome. But if it was Jack Black Gulliver. Maybe well, that would not be as cool. That's a good point. If it's actually the character they were playing, that is a finite. That does exist in, as a, right. a itself. It's not evolving. Right. Well, so maybe that would be okay. My problem with this is really just that every single time you go into the post office, there is a crazy long line. And what's always happening at the front of the line is someone's buying stamps. And they're going like, do you have any more Ziggies? And that's like, uh, yeah, but we only have Ziggy and forever. So um. What about Eleanor Roosevelt? 
We have those, and it's like there are there are a thousand choices. And what I think the rule should be is if you're buying stamps in line from the person, eagle. That's it. Eagle stamp that says USA and whatever the amount is. If you want to get fancy, go to the machine, go online. This is the problem. Exactly. They, they have it exactly reversed because at the machine, all you can get is forever stamps. So I will not use the machine for that, and so I have to go up to the front because, right. you know, every month these new stamps come out, so I go up to get the stamps I want, whether it's Star Wars or whatever, and it would be so much better if it was like a vending machine and you could just do that. But they have it like exactly wrong. The only way to get the ones you want right. are to go to the front. Which then slows everything down to yeah. the point where then I am disinclined to go I know. to they the post do, office. It's so frustrating right. because it's the service that I believe in so much and they do such – and just the, they're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. And yet they're doing it so crappily now, most of the time. It's what frustrating. About, what about this? What if they were able to save the USPS by making it so stamps would just have ads on them? So let's say they could even reduce the price. Like Microsoft buys all the stamps in America for a period of three months, and the price actually goes down. It goes down to $0.41, cents, but the only thing you can do is mail something that says Microsoft. But it saves the USPS. How's that for Sophie's Choice? I actually think that's a great idea. I can't believe that they haven't done that yet. But I, uh, the caveat would be that there should also be like the, the American flag or whatever. Like There should be one that's just like evergreen – so that if you have some kind of moral problem with the company, mm-hmm. you literally can't use the mail. Like there has to be something that's just. It can even Maybe. be white. It can be the white album. Like it can just be white. <laughs> it could be Spinal Tap. Smell the glove, where it's completely black. <laughs> it's like so black that it's. <laughs> But but maybe that maybe that I think stamp that's would, a great idea. Maybe that stamp would be cheaper or something because you'd have to incentivize people. Because otherwise, why would you use the ad stamp if it was the same as the eagle stamp? I don't think most people give a hoot what the stamp is. That's a good point. Well, it's just me it's and a my freebie. fellow grannies. That's a fee. That's a freebie. USPS. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant idea. Okay, and what do you think? I never considered it before. I didn't even know that was a rule. Right. I see Jen's <laughs> point. I mean, I love the way she was like, I don't like it. <laughs> she was very adamant. And then she's like, if we put someone on a stamp and they do something terrible, then that person has been immortalized incorrectly. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have that stronger relationship with stamps in general. So, but I do see her, her point on that one. Yeah, um, I didn't really have thoughts because I didn't know that you couldn't be alive. And has that changed? I don't know. Mm. Um, I I guess I, I mean, because anyways, we, they go back into, into the past and, and tell people, say things that, like Michael Jackson. There's a whole documentary about him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I was like, I wonder if. Michael Jackson has a stamp. I bet he Ooh. does. Did you find it? Uh, I'm going to look right now. Um, well, that's from St. Vincent. That's not America. Vintage postage stamps. Well, that's again. Steve Jobs and Michael Jackson to land on U.S. stamps. Oh. When is that from, though? 2014. 2018 Michael Jackson stamp. Oh, but that's a different country. Well, mm. I mean, I suppose it doesn't matter if we're talking about American stamps or stamps from around the world. They're still stamps with a child molester's face on them. Right. So, but 
I mean, does that make the letter that you sent to your grandma five years ago any worse? Like, what does it make it better? I mean, does it even matter? I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do th- agree that real people as characters should be able to be on stamps just like the Harry Potter ones. Oh, my God, Christy. We were thinking of the same thing. I just Googled (laughs) Harry Potter stamps to see if they have any. Oh, they do. (laughs) That was exactly the example I was thinking of in my mind. I was like, well, maybe not Daniel Radcliffe, but would we do Harry Potter stamps? Sure. But the the Harry Potter ones have him. They're Mm -hmm. from the movies. Mm -hmm. But like, like I said, I'm, I don't know. I I wouldn't want to get a letter with Michael Jackson now. Would right. I have in the 80s? Hell yes, I would have. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to get a letter now with like Elon Musk face on it. Nope. But if he's helping to pay for to keep the post office afloat, go ahead. Yep. And I bet they got a lot of mileage out of those Harry Potter stamps because oh, I'm sure. people who normally don't care about stamps care about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's the same with those Star Wars ones. They yep. even sold the Star Wars ones as like, did you ever see them? Mm-mm. In collector sheets that look like a scene from Star Wars. And then it had oh. all of them like that. So, of course, you don't want to use those. Right. right. That's even better for the post office. And yeah. they, then you pay for them, but they don't actually have to fulfill the... The contract implied by the stamp. So what do you think about Luke's idea about having advertising stamps? I mean, it's kind of genius. You got to admit that I'm sure that there would be any number of companies, I hope, that would be interested in doing this. But it definitely you would have to have an opt out stamp if you're like, yeah, but. I don't know. Facebook is the devil. I'm not using Facebook mm-hmm. stamps. You would have to have some alternative so that you could still send mail. Right. And I mean, they would be, I don't know how it would actually work, but I mean, just spitballing, it could be the Google stamp and that one costs 15 cents to send a letter mm-hmm. or you can just get the regular and, and pay the 40, 51 cents or whatever. 55. Um, 55 cents. <laughs> and then there's some, have you ever seen these where some goes to charity and those oh. cost more? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, they had a um, breast cancer awareness one for a while that even when it was 49 cents, I think it cost 50 or 60 cents uh-huh. and, the, and some of the money went to a charity. So I think that they can play around with this. They just need Jen to be the project manager of the USPS. They really do. Yeah. She could she could whip this back into shape. I mean, I see a lot of potential for Google because you could have the different Google letters mm-hmm. on each stamp. Your G-O-O-G-L-E. Yep. I mean, they've made hay with the Google Doodle. Right. So this is just sort of a different branch off of that. Mm-hmm. And maybe the individual stamps are less. So you have to use like six of them. You'd have to actually mm-hmm. put Google across the the top if every uh, if every mm. stamp was nine cents or something. Also, you could pay to have a stamp designed, yes. not just like you can online. Like we saw that, or someone made them a TBTL stamp, which mm-hmm. I don't remember that, and I wish that I could see it. Um, but 
not like that, not in that way, but you know, I'm a millionaire. I want my kid to have a drawing on a stamp. Oh, okay. And I pay this much money to have that happen. And it goes into like official mm-hmm. USPS circulation. That's yep, an interesting idea. For a certain idea. amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie. When they talked about the TBTL custom stamp, mm-hmm. I immediately wanted an LRB one. <laughs> then <laughs> well, I was we like, make but, that happen. <laughs> but we don't mail enough stuff that it would be an issue yeah it would just be us mailing it amongst ourselves (laughs) when I um first made the first 10 stickers Mm -hmm. um which were the ones that Jen actually gave me the um design and I went to the same person but it was a really weird sticker because the stick was on the outside Mm um so it was interesting but I had 10 stamps made so it just said 10 and would send those out with the stamps yeah except for then um stamps are a lot more so then I just have to put a bunch and like you said it just kind of ruins it Mm -hmm. unless you put two of the 10 and then it's too much well and I just paid 80 cents then you're telling people that there are 20 and that doesn't work right no (laughs) if it's two tens in a household though Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, let's see what else about this. Uh, oh, yes, this is uh, the clip where they talk about people choosing stamps in line. And Luke mm-hmm. is like, the reason that the lines are so long, I'm sure among many other things, including being understaffed, mm-hmm. is that the person at the front of the line is always like, um uh, no what stamps to it well let me see those ones let me see mm-hmm. those ones I have noticed that they always seem to pick the ones that's the last sheet and so yes. they have to open the little um locked case and mm-hmm. get it out for them or they'll go anything else right and then the person has to ask the person next to them because they usually have different things in their drawers mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah I know it all seems very involved but mm-hmm. as I've said I don't get that um, interested in the stamps since I just have the American flag forever mm-hmm. one. So maybe I should just be a little bit more fun. Um, well, um, Jen's another project manager idea is have the fun ones being sold in the machines. Mm-hmm. That just seems like a no brainer to me. Yep. Absolutely. Because it really is the people that stand there. Although what I've noticed is the people that want to see every single stamp also, don't trust putting their debit card into a machine. <laughs> I'm talking about you, old people. <laughs> We're just going to become the boomer hater cast. <laughs> I guess. Um, but but seriously, what what I've noticed also, I don't know if this is a new thing since then, but at the post offices around here, they have a magnet board and then the stamps that they have in stock, there's there's pictures of them on that board and then mm-hmm. when they sell out of one they just take it off that's good yeah they should have that everywhere yeah. and then don't ask again yeah and i think they should have some way that you can look at all the stamps when you're standing in the line mm-hmm. so you don't have to wait until you get up to the front to do it again those people will not do it <laughs> right <laughs> but yes we're trying here we're trying no. you know but the thing is that those are the same people that are 
keeping this thing afloat. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> they're the grandmas that send in the, um, they send in the checks because they don't believe in online banking or whatever, right? Oh, well, those people will be dead someday. I know. I mean, I'm not just like making fun of old people. My mom doesn't believe in online banking. <laughs> online anything she still mails she still has a checkbook and she mails everything out well you know she might turn out to be the smart one that's true <laughs> in the way that our information is being harvested mm-hmm. true. It, when the robots take over she'll be the one who can escape their their gaze because she hasn't <laughs> she doesn't have an online presence yes I guess. But she also just recently mailed a $20 bill in an envelope to Elliot. So I don't know how smart <laughs> she really is about that stuff. Oh, my grandma got to the point where, um, uh, well, she was going a little bit cuckoo. So th- there are a lot of grandchildren on that side of the family. So like my brother, she sent a $5 check to for his birthday once. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. one of our cousins, she sent a $500 check <gasps> to once. Oh, man. I know. I know. I I think that uh, my mom and her sisters worked that all out amongst themselves because they were like, oh, this isn't right. So did the cousin, did the cousin, oh, sorry. Sorry, this little bastard. So did the cousin give the money back? Um, I, yeah, he was really young. Like he was a little kid, like four or five. So he didn't really understand what a check was anyways. Yeah. Just a second. Let me kill this dog. Bye, buddy. We hardly knew you. Okay. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have a thing in my family where my grandma um, sends kids a dollar for every year that they are. Uh And then when you turn 20, she writes you and (laughs) she writes you a letter and it says, no more money. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny and weird. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty good. I guess. You get a good amount of uh, money by the time that uh, that's over, actually. I want to, because I'm a dork. Mm -hmm. Let's do some quick math on this. Um, Boy, this is hard. Does she send you for your 20? Mm-hmm. 20 is okay. the last year you get a 20 dollar bill and then you're cut off i mean that's about unless i um fat feet fat fingered a key here that's 210 dollars total oh that's pretty good yeah seems reasonable that she could stop at that point <laughs> well what was really funny is two years ago when um ellie turned seven my grandma sent her a card and it had eight dollars in it and she and ellie was like that's a that's kind of a random number. And I said, I bet she thinks you're eight. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, we got eight dollars this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. so she got a bonus dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way to go, L. Right. <laughs> Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The days when a dollar was a huge amount of money to you. I know. Like, I it was like two dollar. candy bars. <laughs> You can't even get one candy bar for a dollar anymore. I know. Oh, I think we missed a note that you put where you asked if Jen was a sticker collector. Yes. When she was young. Because that was the sort of thing that I would buy with my 
dollar when I was seven would be yes. like scratch and sniff stickers. Remember mm-hmm. those? Well, there was a store and it just had rolls and rolls of stickers and you could buy like segments of that and they were perforated. Did mm-hmm. you have anything like that? I think they came in sheets. Mm -hmm. where I was but there's like the one that was like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and one Mm -hmm. that was cut grass and one that was popcorn there was always popcorn yes there was a popcorn beer that didn't smell anything like root beer (laughs) man those were the days but here's my thing with stickers I had a sticker book and I had stickers but I never wanted to put the stickers into the book Mm. because then it would waste them and I didn't think I could put them in the right order to make it work work good. But also, what's the point? True. Like, so you get these stickers and they're on a piece of paper and then you put them in a book in a piece of paper. And then what? Do you show people? I think so. Did you have a sticker book? I did. Did you show people? I don't recall what I did with the sticker book once the stickers were in there. I think I just went through and scratched and sniffed them and felt good about myself. <laughs> I collected this. Exactly. I earned this. I spent my money on this. I I have the same thing with journals. I always want to be the type of person that writes in a journal. I like the idea of them. I buy them. And then I think anything I write won't be good enough. It won't be mm. worthy of being in the journal. Oh, no. <laughs> so I have a lot of empty journals. <laughs> I think I was pretty young for the stickers because there was some point maybe when I was eight or so, because I got $7 a month. My parents did allowance and monthly increments, so you had to manage it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And $7 was how much uh, a strawberry shortcake figurine cost. (laughs) You remember the strawberry shortcake? Oh, yes, I do. Of course. Did you have Um, those? Which ones did you have? I did. I had strawberry shortcake. I had um, huckleberry pie. Mm Mm-hmm. I had Jelly Baby. I think that was her name. She was a baby. I had more. And then I had a dilemma because at $7, I could buy a figurine with my entire monthly allowance. But if you wanted to get one of the bad guys, the Purple Pie Man or Sour <laughs> Grapes, yeah, they were $8. <gasps> so that would require saving for two months to get that. And I remember right. doing those calculations in my bre- my brain. I did get the purple pie man. I have to see what that was. I had orange blossom. Oh, yeah. And um, lemon meringue and like an apple berry, apple uh-huh. dumpling or something. That but sounds right. I have to right. see what this purple pie guy is. He had a mustache. Okay, purple pie man, strawberry shortcake. <gasps> oh, yeah, we didn't have that. But I remember him. <laughs> I, the thing is that I didn't ever play with them. I just like to collect things. I never played Barbies. Um, I think I started collecting these when my sister did, but I just remember they smelled so good. They did. And they had their little animal buddies, all mm-hmm. of them, and they really smelled um, pretty good. Yeah. I wonder if I buy some on eBay that I'm looking right now. Oh, this is a lot of months. $85. Whoa. For the purple pie man now. Whoa. I know. That's how many months? 10? 12? A lot. Oh my gosh. Start saving now. 
I remember, boy, now we're just abandoning the topic of the <laughs> post office. But I also had a strawberry shortcake baby doll. Mm-hmm. And that was a little bit bigger. And she was one of those when you s- squeezed her stomach, the air um, strawberry came out, out would be strawberry. Yep. Yes. I didn't have that, but my sister did. And I always just would like squished its stomach right by my face, like over and over and over again, <laughs> like <laughs> as if I couldn't breathe without that air. <laughs> what made it do that? What was in there? I don't know. I mean, it didn't um, really smell like strawberry, right? No, 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 no. It was like plastic. What they pretend strawberry tastes like, but plastic version of that. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I didn't rip that thing up and try to figure it out. <laughs> I did everything else, all her other toys. <laughs> Not mine, but hers. <laughs> what, Christy? Well, you You're know. Terrible sister. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I also saved her life once, so uh, I'd say we're even. <laughs> You're okay. That is acceptable. <laughs> Um, anyway, okay, let's go back to the topic at hand. What was it again? <laughs> are, are we ready to move on to the last yes. clip? Yes, now, please. <laughs> this is not technically a post office clip, except kind of tangentially. But when I found it, it you made me it giggle so much that mm-hmm. I thought that we should include it. This is uh, a clip featuring Andrew Walsh who shares that he has a weird mailbox fear. This is from March of 2014. I have a weird thing about getting the mail. Mm. Whenever I have a mailbox now where I have to reach pretty far into it to get it, and I also had a mailbox like that a while back, and I have no idea why, but every time I get the mail out of a, a small box like that, I think to myself, thank God I didn't get stung by a bee. <laughs> True story. Not making it funny. I don't think it's ever happened to me. I have no idea why I think that, but I think that every day when I get the mail now, when I go home, I open this. You know, it's hard to describe our our mailbox. It's very. it's actually a real pain in the butt because it's a really old building we live in, and so it's this weird kind of vertical mailbox that's kind of built into the wall, mm-hmm. but it's very, very small. So the mailman has to kind of like shove our stuff in there kind of tightly. Then I have to stick my giant hand in there and uh, and pull stuff out. And every time I pull now out- Now that like, I know the, he's the trying the to stuff. hit on your wife, everything you say sounds vaguely sexual. <laughs> I, and I don't mean well, wife. Yes. I mean uh, uh, whatever. What do you call her? Friends with benefits? Yeah, no. <laughs> Exactly, partner, uh, girlfriend. I usually say, um, but anyway, but true, true story. For some, and I don't think I've ever gotten stung by a bee by sticking my hand in a mailbox. But every time I, I do something like that, I think, well, at least I didn't get stung by a bee. Have you been stung by a bee, not mailbox related, in your life, like in a way that was real traumatic, like when you were a kid? Is that a thing you kind of? It happened when I was a kid. I don't remember being as. Spe- I mean, I w- I'm scared of everything. I, as a little kid, I was especially scared of everything. So, grew up in the country, spent you know a lot of time like kind of playing barefoot out side and the lawn and stuff and i remember like bee stings were often would happen we would step on a bee you know so you know at least once a summer Mm -hmm. me and my sister would each step on a bee probably and yeah it was scary i didn't like it but it's not like it was some huge traumatic thing i didn't get stung by a bee or a wasp for years and years and years and then when i was um cleaning out our barn when we first moved into our house in new hampshire about whatever it was eight years ago now that was the first time i'd gotten stung it was a wasp i was cleaning out the those are the worst yeah, they have no like, redeeming qualities. At least a honeybee, you're like, you're thinking to yourself, like, well, you made some honey for some bear to eat. Yeah, and and and, they, and I like their design. Mm-hmm. From a design standpoint, yeah. bees are kind of cool. Yeah, but wasps and then like mud daubers or yellow jackets. Ugh. 
those are just those are those are come on really you know what I don't like? What are the uh, maybe it's a mud dab? I've never heard of that before. What are the really really fat bulbous? The bumblebee? Are they just bumblebees? I thought there was a I thought there was something else. Just really really fat, almost like a sphere, a sphere. No, that's a pelican. Oh, that is what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. I hate common them. common commonly um, confused with uh, with bees. Uh, well, I was never afraid of getting stung by a bee in the mailbox before, but now I am. Right. I mean, I guess it could happen if you have mailbox on like wood posts, you know, um, because, well, it wouldn't be a bee, but yellow jackets like to live in wood, like mm-hmm. old wood. So I could see that happening. I don't know in a mailbox, though. That would have to mean that you haven't opened that thing in a really long time. Well, I suppose it could be that you opened it the previous day and somehow the bee got in there and then you closed it and oh. it's just been waiting. But I don't know how long it would take a bee to die in the dark without any right and don't you think that it would have gotten out when the when the male person came and did that oh that's true well so maybe it got in there when the male person came along okay or maybe they planted it in there (laughs) (laughs) they're beekeepers and (laughs) your mailman has a grudge against andrew (laughs) well there was an earlier part to this that was like way at the beginning of the episode where it's referenced in this where Andrew talks about how their mailman likes to hand deliver things to Genevieve Mm -hmm. um, and possibly has a crush on her so maybe Mm -hmm. that is this mailman is plotting to get rid of Andrew so he can have Genevieve to himself (laughs) (laughs) that would be so funny and elaborate (laughs) he's like oh I see the mail that he's getting I, he seems like the type of guy that would be allergic to bees. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> um, so this actually kind of struck a chord with me because I've never been stung by a bee. So I think it's one of those things that maybe you're a little bit more freaked out about if mm-hmm. it's never happened to you. Although Andrew said he's been stung lots yeah. of times. But I'm pretty afraid of getting stung by a bee, especially of stepping on one. That seems terrible to get a bee sting on the bottom of your foot. That's the one I got. Oh, really? Yeah, I still remember it. I stepped on it in the in a lawn. Mm-hmm. I was walking barefoot and, and I stepped on it. It hurt a lot. I mean, it's, yeah. you've in your life have stepped on things that hurt more, though. Like if you've ever stepped on a tack or a piece of glass or a Lego. Those are those things all hurt more. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because I've definitely stepped on a lot of Legos. Yeah. <laughs> it's just more like shocking. Also, you may be allergic. You don't know until you get that first bite. That's that true. First, that first thing. So that's kind of a little bit scary because you you may never show symptoms of being allergic until you are. Hmm. Is that something that has a genetic component? Because I don't know. Because nobody in my family is allergic to bee stings as far as I know. That's a good question. I don't know that. So here we are asking questions yeah. that we can't mm-hmm. answer. My sister's allergic to shellfish. I'm not and neither of my parents are. So I wonder if allergies are genetic. Uh, let's see. Question. My mother is allergic to bee stings. Does that mean I'm allergic as well? Answer. Probably not Mm, uh it's true that if your parents are allergic there's a great risk that you will also have some form of allergic disease but it's generally not true that you'll be allergic to the same things 
as your parents. That's interesting. interesting. Well, the thing is that most of the things that people think are bees aren't. Oh, okay. So yellow jackets and wasps won't affect you like a bee sting if you're allergic to bees. Oh, I guess I never thought about that one way or the other. Yeah. And and the things that are annoying and that actually attack people are yellow jackets. Mm. I might be wrong. Correct <laughs> me. Yes, we <laughs> welcome corrections on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, please. Well, I just think this is such a charming Andrew thing. This mm-hmm. isn't one of his irritating qualities. No, this is, is kind cute. of a cute and quality. And that he admitted it. That was the mm-hmm. cutest. So that's why they can't get a P.O. box. <laughs> because Andrew would have to reach into it. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think my favorite part of this clip was when he was trying to describe what kind of insect he doesn't like, which is a bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Luke said, oh, it's a pelican. <laughs> And I don't know if that's a callback to something earlier in the episode, but I like to think it wasn't. Yeah, that's just out <laughs> that's of the just blue. Random. <laughs> How can bumblebees be the ones that you don't like the most out of bees? I think they, they look so scary. Because they're, they're like, just big and round, and you're like, "How does that thing stay in the air?" I know, and it bear, and it kind of hovers. They're so mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't hurt you. They don't want to hurt you because they don't want to sting you because they die. Right. They just want to collect some pollen and make some honey. Yep. Uh, Luke may not be right that wasps have no redeeming qualities, but I can't think of any of them. Oh, no. Yellow jackets and wasps are the worst. They must have some purpose, right? <laughs> to sting people? I I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess they, if they didn't have a purpose, they wouldn't still be here. Right. Maybe Jeremy knows. Yeah. He's the expert on that, right? Yeah. Anytime people have bees, they're like, Jeremy, bees and rats. He oh, gets the boy. call. <laughs> That's not. No thanks on both of those. <laughs> that is not something I'd want to be known for. To no. my friends be like, I got a wasp nest. Call Jeremy. Right. Call Jeremy. Yep. I, I don't want, I just want to stay away from bees. Yes. That's because good... I might die. We don't know. Watch you become a bee beehiver. What are they called? Beekeeper. Mm-hmm. Beehiver. I can't imagine. That is not anything that holds any appeal to me. I'll eat the honey, but I don't know about mm-hmm. beekeeping. I could see Andrew being a beehiver. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. I could see too. him wearing the suit and the hat with the netting. Oh, me too. And he'd, and he'd just like listen to his shows and mm-hmm. and do Tend that the bees do you think that you could put a few uh, beehives on on at his apartment out mm-hmm. on that deck yeah for sure you could just have them out there yeah that that's the new in thing well I guess it's not too new but in the last couple years that's the hipster thing to do is is keep bees mm-hmm. I don't know how you can do that in the city though do they find enough plants that they can do their thing I I guess they must. I mean, I think that maybe uh, sticking with pigeons might be easier. Right. <laughs> oh, they're, they smell a the lot more. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't have any redeeming qualities. Like, they don't give any... I guess they send letters. <laughs> maybe that's the history of the post... Uh, the future of the post office. Carrier pigeons? pigeons? We yeah, we brought back. this. we brought this full circle. Um, 
<laughs> but there is a hotel in Seattle that has that um, has beehives on the roof and really? beekeepers, and then they're known for their honey. Their restaurant makes a bunch of stuff with their honey in it, oh, so there must cool. be enough. All right. Well, well the next time <laughs> Andrew texts you about something. Just let him know that you have an idea for a hobby for him and see yes. what he says. He'll say, but can I keep him in a mailbox? <laughs> Tell him that he can go up there and sit with a Bud Light and play on his boop boop and sit with his bees. Oh my gosh. He would love that. Especially when he realizes they're so cute. Like the cute honey bees. Well, that's a plan then. Okay. We've made a plan for Andrew. Yeah. And he can, and um, Veeves can birdwatch at the same time. Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh my God. They're just turning into an old couple. Yes. Birdwatching at bees. All right. Would you like to take us into a little housekeeping? Sure. Housekeeping. <laughs> Check out our merch in the merch store. Mm -hmm. um, we have some stuff. Hopefully we'll have some new stuff very soon, but keep buying it. We've gotten a lot of orders lately. Um, Actually, a funny story that ties into the post office story is I was mailing out a bunch of stickers because for some reason we had this big, a uh, big um, rush of orders and stickers. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I was mailing out 10, 10 different envelopes. And I took them out and I put in five and then I realized they didn't have stamps on them. Oh, no. And I was like, no. So I ran back in the house, put the stamps on the other five and put those in and then wrote, <laughs> wrote my... Um, person my uh the carrier a letter in my mailbox that said i totally forgot to do this the color of the envelope is this here's the stamps here's five stamps <laughs> or please put them back into my thing because the worst thing would be have you ever had someone mail you something without a stamp and then you owe the money no oh i've had that happen where they like someone will send you a, something and it's 42 cents but they owe 50 and then you have to pay the you have to pay the difference. And I didn't want our listeners to have to pay the difference on <laughs> like, sorry, uh, you have to pay postage on this. That's dumb. So um, I I was so nervous to see what they had chosen. Maybe they were just going to be like, yeah, fuck you. Um, and I opened it and they had taken the stamps and put a little smiley face. Oh, isn't that sweet? That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that was a long story about how, why you should buy stuff at the merch store. Um, <laughs> help us with our archive project. and has started to take on the job besides wanting to do a year. Well, I don't know if it was wanting or me challenging you to. Whatever. Um, <laughs> um, she is auditing it, trying to clean it up a little bit. There's some missing days. There's some doubles. There's some... Um, lots of lots of mistakes and we're trying to fix that so it's much cleaner and easier to use so hopefully when we get current mm -hmm. it can be something that we put up online that everyone can use yep there are a few people that accidentally put the year as 3012 instead of 2012 yeah. just or stuff like that put the wrong show date in and mm -hmm. so I'm going through and kind of trying to scrub those it's fun yeah. for a nerd like me right <laughs> I was always wanting to do that once we got current, but I don't think that's going to happen well, we anytime just can't soon. Wait that long. Yeah. Um, okay. And then our Amazon link is littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. Please buy stuff from there and you might, your item might end up on our show. Mm -hmm. But we don't know your name, so don't be embarrassed. 
Right. And every time Mike starts to mock somebody for what they bought, I tell him to stop and that we don't mock our listeners for their purchases. Yes. yes. He's very rude. <laughs> uh, he insists he will not stop mocking, but I will not stop yelling at him. That is my pledge to you guys. And if you would like to get involved with the show beyond buying things from Amazon, you can always visit our website at littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, send your comments, positive, negative, neutral, I guess, to throwyourphone.com. We love them all. Read them all. Discuss them all. Uh, stop by our Facebook page. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us longer things at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. That's a direct line to Christy, guys, because she's mm-hmm. the one who checks it. If you need to tell her something secret, that's how you can do it, I guess. <laughs> you guys don't get all that? No, not automatically. You have to oh, forward okay. that to us. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, send me your secrets. I like yeah. this idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, voicemail or text is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And I think if we learned anything from today's show, it's that we need to support the post office and that Buddy is very excited about something. <laughs> Everything. As always, Christy, thank you so much for being my clip show partner. I couldn't do it without you. Thank you for inviting me all the time. It's my favorite time of month. Uh, And with that, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you so much, Jen. You are the best. We love you and we miss you. Nailed it. Yeah, we did. (laughs) 